It's that time, the Sports Talker, presented by Allen Electric. Here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday to you. We made it to the end of the week. We are live here at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. We've done a few shows out here now, and every time we come out here, I'm kind of blown away by the select, not only the selections of cars, but... I've never, I say this every time we're out here, I've never actually been car shopping where I've had to go look for cars, but they make it seem like the process would be pretty easy. Everything looks clean, nice, and the way they have everything set up looks like an ideal place to buy a car. Also an ideal place to do a radio show today, Trevor. It does, and I'll tell you that even I could, I think, afford to get a couple of these cars. Now, the one sitting behind you, I don't think I can, but I think I could at least maybe get a couple of ladies to come home with me if I drove that thing into the bar. Well, don't, if you drove it into the bar, you'd probably be getting arrested. <laughs> well, that's a good point, yes. Which uh, somebody drove their car stars. over at Westport yesterday. Did you see that? No, I somebody did not. Somebody drove their bar into an apartment complex over there. Uh, so maybe if they if they need a, a new ride, this could be the place to go. When a car says, please do not touch on it unless you're probably interested in buying, it's probably a good sign that I can't afford it. No, I, I would I would say that's probably accurate, and it does say that. It says, please do not touch it. <laughs> I, I thought maybe it just said, please do not touch Trevor, but no, it, it, they no, left your name no. off of it. They've already asked me to stay off the Viper. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. We should have a fun show for you today. It's the Office Friday, which, uh, you know, that's automatically my favorite day of the but week. we're out of the office. Well, that's true. That's Which true. Which is weird. That's uh, ironic, don't you think? Brun DMC had tweeted me the other day saying that if you wanted to watch every Office episode, Trevor, it would take you two days and 17 hours. Now, is that 24 hours straight? That would be nonstop. That's that's pretty impressive. Remember, yeah. Now, when it did, what was it? How long did it take him to do the whole Simpsons 24 hours straight? Was it like a week and a half, I think? Yeah. I and that know. was including the movie they had in there as well, too. Oh, geez. They yeah. even inserted it in the exact timeline of the show. Well, this frame. would include The Office movie, Threat, Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yes. <laughs> with Andy, not Andy, but uh, Michael wrote, yes. Michael Secret Sworn. Agent. Yeah. And- Goldface. I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, what was the one I watched the other day? Was the uh, didn't I, did I stutter episode, which was hilarious oh, was, when Michael asked uh, asked Craig if you Craig Robinson's character he was in a gang, and he was like, "We used to tickle it out." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, so we should have a fun show for you today. Are you gonna buy me the Viper? Besides, I think so. Dude, oh, hey, nice little Christmas the, bonus. Yeah, is that the Christmas bonus? The card I think from so. the fine people at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Yeah, that's what I get for okay. showing up here. All right, uh, should be a fun show today. The UK football luncheon took place today in Lexington, and, and Alex Forkner was there, wrote all about it, CatsIllustrated.com. You can read about it, too. We're going to talk about some of the things uh, that was brought up there. That's kind of just a, a good vibe sort of deal when they do these football kickoff luncheons, and, and Mark Stoops was full of optimism, as you would expect. Uh, we're going to talk some basketball. Jamal Murray takes on these United States of America tonight in the semifinals of the Pan Am Games. I was unfortunately did not get a chance to watch Murray and Canada's team play last day. I got a little caught up in the Knicks show. So I thought you were going to. I was going to, but I ended up getting a little uh, caught up in the whirlwind that is inside the press box, which will be here right after you with Nick coming, coming up here with us at Oxmoor here on Chevrolet Road, but uh, I did watch the United States and Brazil, which was, as you shake your head, if you want to like and see, but me, as you can tell, was the same reaction as they got. They kind of handed to them, so it would be interesting to see how Canada, go, how USA reacts to Canada today, which, as I've told you, and you have, I'm uh, think you're starting to learn the Canadian team is a threat to us here basketball-wise. No, and we, are you being serious? I can't, I can't, I don't know if you are, I, 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 why are we doing this? Because usually I don't get a look at, at your beautiful face when I'm talking to you. But are you being serious? 
that the, the, he can't, the Canadian team was the Have you seen our, uh, the United States Pan Am team? Oh, it's not very good. It's not very good at all. No. And this so Canadian, you're, saying, this so you're Canadian, saying not only is Canada, Canada not a threat in this game, USA is not even a threat to Canada. Well, Canada should win. Uh, now, I, I, get, I, I, think, I, think well, it sh- I think it should be close. I, don't, I, I think the United States losing to Brazil, and I only got to watch the back end of that game. I was head scratching, and they, they get it close, and then – I don't think you should have Mark Few be coaching anything. <laughs> Mark, are you not a Mark Few fan? I guess I, I, I think I think Gonzaga is perfect for Mark Few, but I think if you want to get to Final Fours, uh, then you don't want Mark Few. And and if you want to win gold medals for Team USA, I don't think he should be coaching a lot of talent. Now, luckily, this Pan Am team doesn't have a ton of talent for him to coach. Uh, but no, but it's still I mean, it's still has NBA, it's still has some NBA players, whether it be formal or current. Uh, you also, you do have some collegiate talent on the team as well, or future collegiate talent, or current collegiate talent, or even former just collegiate talent that could make the NBA. I mean, it, it, it is a, it's not the best team. I understand that. I mean, you probably have gotten a better results. Maybe we just sent the Canada World University team, or Kansas, excuse me, World University team out there possibly, because at least it would have had some chemistry to it, because that was one of the things that we saw in Brazil. That was, that's been a problem for the USA in the past in, in non-Pan Am games, or even Pan Am games, too, in some cases in the 80s for the Dream Team situation, or even after the Dream Team situation, was chemistry where these European teams do play together. And what's sad is this is winning Brazil's A team. I mean, this is their B or C team, too, now. The well, guy that blew them up was probably going to be on the Olympic team. Yeah, uh, it, it's closer to their A team. That wasn't than, even close. I mean, he looked like a man amongst the boys of USA. They had no answer for but, him whatsoever. But, that being said, if that is Brazil's B or C team with maybe some players that would play on I mean, their team, Canale. what would this be? What would the equivalent be for this team USA? Oh, the E. It'd be freshman team. Yeah, the E uh, team. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going down the alphabet. Yeah. H G. In the and it's funny because they're able to take some guys that used to play in the NBA, like you mentioned, and uh, some some rising or some decent college players, not even some college stars on this team. Couple, but don't you? I think the U nineteen team would be better. And that oh, was a yeah. team that uh, featured a lot of juniors in high school. Yeah, I think it might have been a little bit more competitive. Yeah, you're the only the right. only thing is at this level, I don't know. You wouldn't have you know because you wouldn't. I mean, Ryan Hollins, while he's not the he's not gonna blow anyone away in his career at UCLA or in the NBA, but it's still a more seasoned big man. Even though it didn't show yesterday, he was getting just handed to by a guy that looked like a black version of me, but named Batista. Brazil well, team that was this as is, wide as was tall. This but. is the the, the age old debate though: is uh, him being seasoned, just an average player, worse than somebody being young and, and probably better talent wise? Yeah. Again, the, the U nineteen team would struggle with physicality because there is a once you get older, you get old man strength, and, and that's tough to overcome so, that. But if you had a team with Harry Giles and Jason Tatum. But you have to also remember that team almost lost in the U19 championship. So uh, they probably actually wouldn't do better. But I think they probably should have done a better job. Of, yeah, I, I think they should have probably blended in maybe some of those guys with some of these older experience guys. And a guy like Ron Baker, come on. And you can look back and what you just mentioned about with Mark Few. I mean, you saw the USA team make a comeback very late that game last night. And it was mainly because they finally started pressing and putting pressure on Brazil's guards and using, using their athleticism that – that's one thing America has over most countries is athleticism. I mean, we yeah. just have better athletes in general. May not be the smartest athletes in terms of how to play the game, but we are, we definitely are going to have the best athletes out there for most part. And that that it was a strength that wasn't used to late in the game. And finally, by the time it was, it was just too late. I mean, you couldn't. Brazil had just it's just too good of basketball players. Well, so the, they'll worry about Canada tonight and Jamal Murray. So here's what I asked today on Twitter: Is if you're a Kentucky fan, who are you rooting for? Would you would you put aside your patriotism and root for your former 
UK star and Jamal Murray? Or do you say, you know what, Jamal, I hope you have a good game, but at the end of the day, I'm cheering for the stars and stripes. Isn't that the old old fantasy football analogy where your your favorite team's playing your guy? You go, oh, man. I'm so a- what's the answer to that? Have, <laughs> we, is there, have we found an answer? It, I mean, it even goes with what Rick Pitino did against – he played against the United States not that long ago, uh, a few nights ago. Yeah. And I, I think that one maybe would be easier for Louisville fans because you know Rick Pitino is just going to get whacked. You think at some point game? Pitino was looking at that Brazil team and just be saying, he was like, see, I told you, we were bad, but they're just yeah. that much better no, than us. No, <laughs> I, I think he probably was just as soon as he got that team on the floor, went, oh, yeah, exactly. we're, we're in trouble. We're, where, where am I? What am I doing? So I put some tequila in that uh, that milk thing well, you had drinking. I'm not down at my beach house in Miami. Yeah, just really. Enjoying. Uh, he'd be recruiting. Right but now. back to your original question. I, I mean, you want you got to root for USA. You want USA to win. I mean, yes, you want to see Jamal Murray play well. And I guess if USA is going to get their butt kicked by Canada, then at that point you're just like, oh well, well I just don't want to see Murray play well. If you're a Kentucky fan or if you're a Gonzaga fan, you want to see, you know. Wilshire Man, play Wilshire well. Hasn't played at all. Yeah, I don't know. At all. I mean, think, maybe they're in... saving him for a game against his coach. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. I, it, it baffles me a little bit. I haven't had a chance to watch Canada play at all because because of the timing. But I mean, it does baffle me that he hasn't played whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, he'd play on this. I would think he'd probably play on this American team right now. I think now. he'd probably get clock on this American. He definitely play. Honestly, he probably should get more minutes on the Canadian team. It's not like their front line is unbelievable. I mean, Bennett is is really good, and they've got the. The who, Nichols guy, yeah, the uh, you talk about from uh, St. Bonaventure, Andrew Nichols, yeah, that yeah. plays with the uh, the, the he's magic. played well. And then they've got Sim, uh, who's actually been when, when you're mildly running, impressive. And when you're using a, I mean, Wiltshire, I, I guess, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a, a complete statue, but if you're going to play Bennett and Nichols, they're both very mobile, up and down big men that can play, don't play the traditional four or five. I mean, Nichols at six nine can. Can probably be a five or a, he can play the four clearly, but he's more of a face up guy like Bennett. So if you're going to play those two guys in your can, like I said, I haven't really watched him play, so I can't speak for him. But I would assume if you're going to play those two guys on Wiltshire, that's because that's the kind of style you want to play. Wiltshire doesn't have that same kind of style. The, he's we, more of a half court spot up shooter type guy. And we know that their front court, like we have just been saying, is okay. It's decent. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, to, but does this say something about Jamal Murray getting a ton of clock where you have Cal Wilcher, who was, I don't know if he was a, a first-team All-American last year. Well, but does Jamal was... Murray have the competition of two first top 20 draft no. picks and NBA players? No, he us. doesn't, but he's but Wilcher's not even getting any clock. And, no, that's and Jamal true. Jamal Murray's probably averaging the most minutes maybe of anybody on this Canadian. Who are the other guards on that team? Brady Heslip, who actually is playing really well. Oh, yeah. And they have that uh, 40-year-old dude who's been there forever, the, <laughs> the, the white guy that, uh, you know, God bless his soul. He looks like he plays with a lot of heart, but just it's not all there. Deladova? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that he's Australian, right? Oh, I think yeah. so, yeah. Not, not quite uh, Canadian. No, well, I mean, that being said, yeah, you just didn't think anybody nearly as good as Anthony Bennett and, and Andrew Nichols. You don't, but I'm going to put a little stock in it, though. He's 18. Yeah. He's young. Oh, no, it's no reason to get excited. It, it should be. So here's, here's my solution for Kentucky fans wondering who they need to pull for. Uh, hopefully you – you stick to your guns in your country and hope they pull it out, even though – because guess what? The the top four teams automatically events, and all these four teams will play for a medal. If, if Canada loses – What's the fourth medal? Oh, I guess it's They'll play the for the yeah. third. They'll play for the bronze. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, two years of pre-outs are finally paying off. So <laughs> you uh, – so if they if the United States were to win, Jamal Murray still has another game where you can put back on your Canadian shirt, uh, your Canadian tuxedo, the <laughs> denim. <laughs> the denim, all denim. And What's up, Denim Dan? And root for them to win a bronze, which they've never medaled, if I'm not mistaken, in any basketball competition. I can believe that. 
And then, but it'd be Pan Am or Olympics, obviously. I mean, I, at some point, though, I mean, they've been playing basketball for quite some time now. Except the, the first Canadian basketball player of any relevance was probably Steve Nash, and he didn't even come out of college until 96. It's crazy. It's crazy. At which point you've had what? He's not even from Canada. He's from British Columbia, isn't he? He's, he's born in South Africa. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so root for, root for your country tonight. I, I don't even like that we have to have this conversation. I, I tweeted out earlier today who they're rooting for, and everybody who responded said Canada, and I was kind of disappointed. Somebody sent in a picture of this, which I think Trevor's going to I have seen that, yeah. going to enjoy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Canadian flag, but I've instead of that. where it's red, it's blue. Um, it's going to be a very... It's which gonna, is ironic because you're in here wearing red today, which actually kind I, of... I, I was wondering, I literally almost started my time watch about... Uh, how long it would take watch, me to mention it? What, what year am I in? No, I was going to start my stopwatch about how long it was going to take you to mention it, but I would have I would have thought you would have done it before 10 minutes. I was going to save it for the break. I didn't know if maybe you were trying to keep it secret, but I, you showed me the flag made it first out. Do you think me out. coming out wearing a, a red polo would be a secret? Well, I just didn't want you to want to be public. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm wearing Adidas shorts. I wanted to match Adidas with Adidas, so I wore. Oh, of course. I wore the red because that that's more noticeable. Shoe companies red. don't just they don't just corrupt high school youth. They also corrupt sports talk radio hosts. I couldn't even tell you the three brands of clothing I'm wearing other than Nike shoes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't have Adidas shoes, and I. I, I was going to wear my red Nike shoes. Well, now your whole outfit to, is to totally screwed up. I was going to wear my red Nike shoes to match everything, but I didn't want to wear Nike with Adidas, so I went with New Balance, which is kind of they're they're the uh, I own nothing the, blue, by the way, unless it has Toronto Swiss, Blue Jays on it. They're Switzerland. Of, Nothing wrong with Switzerland. Of, of, they brought us blondes, of chocolate, shoe, of and, shoes and cool knives. So Jamal Murray, who's having a great Pan Am games, he finished with 14 points, five rebounds, two assists versus Mexico. And finally, I found out. Can, can I break it down as how he had a bad game in some ways? Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, let's let's bring Rob on to talk about how this would be a bad game. Uh, there's a lot of people on our message board, not provoked by me, that were talking of about how not. Rob Doster was. They they didn't they didn't very much care for his opinion. Of course, they didn't care. He didn't suck up to something that UK fans love. But every fan base does that, but I do think it's funny that people say that. With the journalists they hate, they say that they're biased and they they, they have they, I know, I and know. they have an agenda. But then the ones they love that are very pro Kentucky or any sport because it's like this for Louisville too that they love them, but aren't they biased too? But the bias just fits what you want. Exactly, it's but, it's all hypocritical, irrational. Right, let me just say this to Kentucky fans listening: Rob does not have a bias against Kentucky. He may not like Jamal Murray. He may have already made up his mind about Jamal Murray, which is unfortunate. We'll we'll talk to him about it because we'll have him on. Uh, plenty of chances to have him on the show to talk about. This may not help UK fans' perspective of Rob, but while he doesn't root for a particular team, I do know for a fact his favorite team as a kid was UConn. So it might not help the Kentucky perspective of him no, at this point. He, here's the thing, and, and again, people sometimes will stick to their opinions even though when they know they're wrong. And I don't think Rob knows he's wrong about Jamal Murray yet, but eventually he's going to. But guess what? <laughs> I'm trying to return things, but he didn't say he sucked. He was just pointing out that – don't get don't get swept up in a mirage yeah, of a sure, game sure. that may have make somebody up here look better than they maybe really did. So, anyways, eventually <laughs> I think he will. He'll come around on Murray, and, and I'm glad that he will. Uh, when you'll when get that, him convinced, when right? When that happens, I think eventually it'll happen. Uh, so, anyways, another good game for Jamal Murray. In three games, he's averaging 15 points, three rebounds, 1.7 assists. But like I was saying beforehand, the thing I'm very very happy about is I finally found out that these FIBA international scorekeepers they they don't credit assists like we do in america How it has so? to be like almost instantaneous that they pass and they score 
opposed to American assist rules where uh, if a player catches a ball within two steps of scoring, yeah, they can they, it, they get the assist. They were talking about it yesterday, and they said it, it basically has to be the direct correlation to a basket. He can't put it on the floor. He can't do this or that. So well, that you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't get assist. I don't think you assist America if you put it on the floor either, do you? Can you if you? I guess maybe not technically on the, floor, on the floor, but if you take steps, it, yeah, if you make a, but you can take a yeah, step. Can you not put it on the floor? I'm trying I don't think you my can do it. If I catch it in the post and take a dribble and in a hook shot, I wouldn't expect But if you just take one and put it up? Yeah, I wouldn't no? expect the guard to get an assist for that. No. Huh. I would think that that could be an assist. I don't know. We have to, that, you can throw that on Twitter if you like and see if he gets any hook catches. Because I don't think that is. I think you have to – you can't put the ball on the floor and forward to get assists. It has to be in leading to the basket. So if you take two steps, I mean, that's like just – Catching it in, as you're in motion of the basket. I am actually curious about that. I, I, don't I think could have sworn you could have put it on the floor once. I don't believe so. And if that's the case for the Canadian the FIBA rules, and we were joking about it being like Canadian hockey, of course, that's probably why they go assist three steps back because it has to be so close to the score. But that would make sense. But I don't think you can. Interesting. Well, I may be wrong. I'm, I, I, uh, that happens every so often. It might be about that decade. I thought it was kind of just you were judging. It's it's judgment of. I'd be willing to bet team. you if it's your home team, you probably do get the assist. If you're the away team, you know it's like it's like in football with tackles. You'll you'll see, if you look at tackles today in terms of the players, they're showing an old NBA game. I, I wanted. Oh, to I didn't know what you were looking at above me. I wanted it maybe an example of an assist, possibly, and it looks like if that's NBA jazz. TV, that would be the Jazz Sonics game on Hardwood Classics. I'm actually recording at home right now. Ooh, you I, got I love Friday record, night, don't I you? love recording Hardwood Classic games. Love it. Uh, they got they had a Blazers Sonics game on there from '92 uh, last night. So I still need to go back and watch one of my favorite games in remembrance. But no, I, I, it's like tackles in football. Like if you look at a guy's tackles, I mean, you have 200 tackles nowadays, which is absurd because a lot of times if you're home, I read something in an article one time where somebody were talking about Ray Lewis when he was in home games. He just barely touch a guy as he's walking by him after he's gone down, and they would credit him for half the tackle. I mean, yeah. so I would assume assists in that similar situation. Assists are probably that easier or more lenient to be well, given by home. He's getting no love from his Canadian. Yeah, he's in Canada, Canada, though, so I don't, know, gonna, I don't have an excuse for that. So that, that would explain some of his poor – Unless the scorekeeper is FIBA in French. So. I'm not saying he'd be averaging a double-double, but I, I do think when you look at his assist and go – excuse me, he has two, one, and two. Do you think the Americans can blame that, that system for why they did, they had, what, I think uh, four assists, six assists, something like that last night against uh, Brazil? Well, well, while know. Brazil had like four assists and two turnovers? Well, I think they keep it fair <laughs> both ways. So really it probably means that Brazil had 23 assists. Mm, possibly. And the United States likely probably had 12 or it was, something along It was a big embarrassment to see. It, it was um, the American team just catching the ball and trying to go one-on-one constantly. It was, it was, it was not pretty to watch. Anyways, it, uh, they lose tonight. Is that what you're saying, by the way? Who? USA, Canada, Canada beat USA. I would guess. I I don't like to predict it. I never like to pick the United States to lose, but I do think Canada wins. I, I they're they're just better. You're on the home. They I just don't trust Mark Few. Not that it probably matters because he doesn't have a ton of talent. But you know that's another debate. Does he have as much talent as the Canadian team? I don't think so. No. You don't. You think Canada has more talent? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably pretty close. Off the top of my head, I mean, it's Obviously, it is close, but the United I mean, States has nobody like Anthony Bennett. And and I'm, you're overlooking Andrew Nichols. I think he's a solid basketball. player. I like player. Andrew Nichols too. I mean, he's but, been kind of lost in the in the mix in Orlando and hasn't got off the field court much. But he does bring talent. He does bring. I mean, yeah, I guess Canada is slightly more talented, but it's not day. You know, it's not day and night. It's no, not it's drastic. not. No, it's not. 
But so they play at six o'clock. Uh, right USA is playing Damian Wilkins. I mean, that, that doesn't hope that doesn't bode well for no no disrespect to the Wilkins. Is Ron Baker even getting any minutes? I haven't seen him on a. I just remember no. after after they lost to Kentucky and at the end of that season, you know, awesome season for Wichita State. Uh, there was a big and it might have been ESPN or somebody tweeted out. They said Ron Baker's coming back to coming back to Wichita State and bypassing the NBA. Yeah, like, it's like oh yeah, or did the NBA bypass him? Basically, I just know every time Bobby Brown does something good for the USA team, I start thinking my prerogative. Thankfully, he doesn't make that many plays. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm glad that they're not playing while we're on the air. So yes. you wouldn't have to. I, I didn't realize you were wearing a red shirt either. Now we kind of look like nerds. Yeah, like a before and after Weight Watcher picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, we're gonna head to commercial break. We'll come back talk a little UK football, some other tidbits. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce a, a new segment today as well. So stick I don't around. have any audio. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Stick sure. around on here on 1450 the Sports Buzz live from Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. You, me, bar, beers, buzzed, wings, shots, drunk, waitresses, hot. We're back here, 1450 to Sports Buzz, a beautiful Friday live from Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Great selection of cars here. Always fun to be able to do a live show and see Trevor in the flush. <laughs> As he's texting away and didn't know I was talking about him. That's okay. I heard you talking about was the music was actually Douglas. I, I, Douglas does a great board op work for us when we're on location. Uh, usually he turns the music down like within seconds. That's one thing about that. He's so quick. So you're the music down, which is not a problem. Which I, I, I've just gotten so used to it. And this time he let it go a little longer than. So than you were normal. taken back by the tunes. I was, yeah, a little t- tune, a little thrown off by the longer ACDC intro. Understandable. No That's problem, okay. Douglas. I, you did a great job. I just was, uh, you know, just thrown off by it. Usually he's, he puts us on the air right away. He wastes no time getting us to the masses. You're right. You're right. Just keep texting away, buddy. <laughs> just let me know when you're finished, and I can come to you. I don't like being where you can see me. Like when we're on during a normal show. You don't realize that I am texting and doing things online. Half the time I'm not paying attention to you, even though I can sometimes play it off like I am. Yeah. Now you can catch me. I don't like this. Yeah, well, I'm not an idiot. This is not as good I, as it used to be, as it normally is. No. <laughs> so it doesn't. it's not really going well, us being face-to-face. <laughs> uh, but it is great because it's just a short drive from my house. All right, if the studio was here, you'd, you'd see me every day. Can, can we uh... – can, can we go? Can we hang out at your house after the show? I think I've got a tea time, buddy. You got a tea time. I got a tea time. Oh, come on. Got a tea time. Are you uh, British? Otherwise, what is no? I'm not, <laughs> not 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 the time for tea. I mean, oh, my bad. Tea time. Oh, you didn't God. really think that, did you? No. <laughs> you did. No, I'm, just, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Nah, but we're, I wish the people could see your expression though when you talk. I really when I made that look. Um, we've got a we've got plenty more to talk about today, and a new segment's going to be introduced at the top of the hour. You will want to hear that. I'm you know, like, you're missing a button on your computer. I am. I am. This is ironically a, it's the option button. It's, was it? Did you just consider that option meaning you can take it off? <laughs> I thought it was optional. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want it. My, my computer is filthy. Uh, it's, I, I need to get it. Anytime I go to the Apple store, they just do one little wipe with whatever magical cloth they have, and it's basically clean. 
Compared to mine, it does look kind of disgusting. Mine is nearly brand new. Yeah, but I use, I mean, do you use yours every day? Mm, yeah, well, yeah, but it stays normally in my house, in my little home office. I, I have to travel. It's. I can understand why mine gets a little dirty. I, just I use my iPad for traveling and for things like that. You probably use this computer for. Other than that, my, my computer does stay at home, yes. I, I need to do a better job of cleaning it. Uh, what did you make of Braxton Miller's switch? He, he will no longer be playing quarterback for Ohio State, but he won't be transferring to another school. He's going to move to wide receiver. Do you think that's a good move, smart move, down move? Well, I mean, obviously, it's, it's probably a good move for him. I mean, it's not like he won't be the first athlete to move from one position to another and possibly be successful. Most notably, Hines Ward comes to mind, who played quarterback at Georgia and then played wide receiver at Georgia, played a lot of things at Georgia. And, of course, ended up being a wide receiver for many years with the Steelers. I mean, athletically, he obviously can do it. I mean, it's going to – I don't think it will be a smooth transition for him, but it will be It'll be more easier, I think, to the fact that a quarterback, he does probably know the routes as well as any other position that would other than wide receiver. Uh, he obviously has the size to be a prototypical wide receiver. Now, obviously – Things like this that are what you know, would be called combine stats aren't going to produce on the field. If they were, Mike Mamula would be in the Hall of Fame instead of, you know, in the hearts of every Eagles fan as being the most hated man they ever want to kill. So it's, I think it can work for them. I'm surprised they would come out with this early about it because Ohio State did have – now they still have two quarterbacks to still dangle in front of their opponents saying which one do you think it's going to be. God, you, everybody puts way too much an emphasis on dangling stuff in front of your opponents. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I'm not saying they're going to treat – I'm not saying they're treating the other quarterbacks like Drew Barker with the proverbial donkey with the carrot on the stick like you love to hear. But, I mean, at least – you don't know. Well, I mean, what you know? I, I'm, not, is I'm, not, not, a, I'm not saying that Cardell Jones isn't athletic and mobile. He is for for, for a big man. He's more mobile than you would expect. But Braxton, the starter, Braxton Miller, but still, even at wide receiver, he's still a threat on the field. Now, at least you can almost use both of them at the same time. I know Trestle this isn't up his his alley, but it does give the idea and the notion of possibly a lot of trick plays that they can throw at you. Some end arounds, halfback. Uh, a halfback or wide receiver pass type position things. Trussell usually doesn't do that, so I doubt you'll see a lot of it, but it does get the threat of it at least. Are you automatically assuming that Cardell Jones starts over JT Barrett? Uh, I think at this moment, yeah. I, I, I mean, is there really a. a I that, bet the other way and bet JT Barrett starts. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean you, think, you don't think Cardell Jones has earned a starting position? Based on what? Two performances? Granted, there are only two performances. JT Barrett has a, a larger body of work. That would be my guess, but this, we're not. We, I didn't want to debate. Well, I don't think either. I don't think the starting jobs should probably be decided. I don't think it should be decided on either of those arguments. It should be decided on how they played in the spring training, and that's for Jim Trestle and his staff to realize in Clinton. And in we weren't Columbia. there for that, were we? No, we weren't there. No, we weren't. And, I might have been there. I don't know. I had a lot to drink the other this day. This kind of this this quarter this quarterback <laughs> situation with Ohio State with JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. Kind of reminds me of, of Kentucky fans on the on our recruiting message board. And I'm not going to get into it because uh, the you know the average fan doesn't read into recruiting as much, but they're, they're complaining about five star players and which one they would prefer. It's kind of silly. At the end of the day, you're going to be pretty you're going to be pretty all right with uh, with with either option. Just like Ohio State will be okay with Cardell Jones or JT. Well, Barrett. fans will be okay with it when it comes to either Ohio State or Kentucky if that you win. I mean, if the guy doesn't do well, you look at the whole go back to Kentucky and the situation with Masikowski and and uh, Newton. Yeah, I mean, where Masikowski goes to what the NAI level Division three school or whatever and looks awesome, and 
you know, I'm sure Newton, if it's been in the roles of reverse, would probably looked awesome in that same situation too. Yeah. But still, you always had the what if? Oh, we chose the wrong guy. We chose the wrong guy. We chose we, the guy that. Oh, I never said that. I didn't say you I, did, I, but the masses more likely, more more so, the masses of UK yeah. Big Blue Nation did. And I, I see why you would say that from a, an amateuristic view of it. But I mean, like I said, if it rose had been reversed, you don't know if Maskowski would have been successful in Kentucky, and you won't know if Newton had gone to Division Two and probably dominated, which he probably would have. Yeah. I'm sure he would have, and at the time, it seemed everybody was okay with the decision. Nobody really had too many issues about it, and because it, 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 it didn't, it took a little time for it to really sink in that maybe Kentucky didn't make the best quarterback decision. But uh, we're getting, we're, we're branching off here again. My my point was, and I don't know Braxton Miller's situation. I don't know if he is, you know, he's an Ohio native. Maybe he's more comfortable there. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is the best decision for him. You think he should transfer? I think he should have transferred and been a quarterback somewhere else. Well, I mean, that's obviously a good point. I mean, if he wants to play quarterback, well, I mean, uh, but possibly yeah, he. Obviously, I mean, he wants so, to play quarterback. He should I mean, have gone somewhere. But else. I mean, if he his main goal is to loyal to Ohio State, as you said, being possibly I don't know if you said if he was or possibly he is an Ohio native. Ohio native and wants to stay there. I mean, and maybe he feels that you know, if he's not, maybe he feels not threatened, but. He's obviously been in spring training with these guys. The coaching staff feels that he's not going to overtake either Barrett or Jones. So maybe if he can't, feels like then I maybe at quarterback isn't my future at the next level as well. I should try wide receiver, and if I'm going to do that, I need to do it as soon as possible. And now that is. I don't think very highly of of Urban Meyer, but I'm sure. Do you think highly of anybody? Yeah, I think I you think passed every you, coach we've talked about I, today. I, I, <laughs> Erwin uh, Meyer and Mark Few. Which, by the way, you're. And I, all I said is I don't think Mark Few is great, but with coaching talent. By the way, with Mark, the Mark Few thing now, I do kind of. It does start to unravel the uh, whole hatred and dislike of Gonzaga's season last year. It all stems to the fact you didn't like the coach. Well, I. I didn't dislike them. It was nothing oh, personal. Oh, you did. It's nothing you personal talk with Mark Few. I didn't think they were good. And, and what ended up happening? They lost in the Elite Eight. They lost in the Elite Eight to the Division National shame. Championship, but they had a cakewalk to get there. Okay, well, back to Ohio State. I, cakewalk to get there. But here's the thing. And I've, I, I like Trestle, but he is a very vanilla coach, and that's why I think that the threat of the thing of the options that mixed with Miller Miller can have at wide receiver will be a wasted because, because of that. If there's 125 college football programs, Braxton Miller could have transferred to probably 100 and – Five and started, and he could come to Louisville. We don't have. It's not like we don't need another quarterback. He could have. He could have at least gone to one hundred and five and been the starter heading into the next season. Become the Kentucky to start. Yes. Over yeah, Patrick Tolbert. I, I think. I don't want to say without a doubt, but I would say. I'd say he. Something would have to happen for him to lose the job. Obviously, Barker. Would I mean, probably he put, a, he that put up, Yeah. Well. No, probably not. I mean, Braxton Miller would have one year. That's true. And Barker would be in no real different situation yeah, than he is now, right now who, yeah. who's not going to start. But so, And that's not official, by the way, but it's official in my brain that, that Patrick Cole <laughs> will, be, will be the starter. So, right, he could have went to at least 105, 110 universities, started right away. And, and if he's worried about his his NFL future and what he needs to play, this is the thing that bugs me. If he was a sophomore or junior, I'd say, okay, stay at Ohio State, switch to wide receiver, get it figured out, you've got time. He's got just one year to prove that he can play wide receiver. He has, well, he will have 12 games or 13, anywhere from 12 to 15 games to prove that he can play wide receiver at the next level. And 
really he's probably gonna have to put up really good numbers I think for I think, an NFL team to say you know what he's worth the risk now there always is the chance where he puts up mediocre numbers and NFL teams say well he's got potential we maybe should take a stab at him but that wouldn't be until the late rounds and he'd automatically be in a bad situation well not necessarily I mean not to be confused with another local radio host but Matt Jones the former quarterback turned wide receiver out of Arkansas only spent one year at wide receiver and ended up being a first-round pick of the Jaguars. Now, it turned out to also be trying to cut cocaine on a CD case in a parking lot three <laughs> months later and then pan out. But that's not, you know. But he had a pretty good year at Arkansas. But he had a, he had a decent. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't mind-blowing. I mean, at Arkansas, he, I mean, yes. I guarantee it wasn't blow your blow your brains out because these stats are awesome type thing. Or, Hopefully you don't blow your brains you know, out because well, football stats are awesome. No, no, no pun with the, the, the blow reference with, with Matt, involved with Matt Jones, the wide receiver of Arkansas. Also look at Ty, uh, Terrell Pryor. I mean, Terrell Pryor was a third-round draft pick basically taken as a potential uh, quarterback slash wide receiver slash something or other or anything else. But do you think NFL team is going to take Braxton Miller as a potential quarterback? Eric Crouch went in the third round, a quarterback out of Nebraska, and he was taken just to be a safety without ever even playing the position in college. I'm not saying, like I said, so, so, people could take a stab at him, but I don't think that's going to automatically put you in the best position. And, and it and, might not, but these are all examples of guys that were top three, top four ground draft picks, though. Well, you're talking about these people that are – that. That, that's the minority. I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing up good... No, Eric Crouch is white. You're, you're, you're bringing up good examples, but think of how many people went there hoping to play a different position that didn't work out for our... And we can't name those people because now they're probably uh, they're doing whatever, selling insurance. Oh, well, or, yeah. And, uh, well, Terrell Pryor's still in the league. Eric Crouch bounced around for a few years. Uh who was an example? Uh, Matt, well, Matt Jones, the, the football version of Matt Jones is probably prison now. So, I mean, that's, he's not that he's selling insurance. But, I mean, most, but my point is, is, though, even if he doesn't have a stellar year, like you said, potential, if he's even a top four draft pick, I mean, he's at least going, I mean, that's still a getting, good draft, getting a good draft selection. Well, it, it, I feel like you'd kind of be behind the eight ball. I'm not saying you couldn't get drafted doing that. To be honest with you, though, but, he could probably. But, but the thing is, on that same note, he could have went to Kentucky. He could have went anywhere he wanted to. I'm not, and I'm not saying that he made a bad decision because he could have came to Kentucky. I'm, that, that's not what my point is. But he could have gone to any other program, played quarterback, and either had a good season, been drafted, and then be drafted in that and/or slash category where a team could draft him and say, "All right, we could try him a quarterback, but we also know he has an interest in playing wide receiver. He's super athletic. Look at his rushing numbers." We could also switch from the wide receiver, and that would help his stock even more. Where a team's not going to draft him now and say maybe he could pl- end up playing some quarterback. Well, he, he could have stayed at quarterback, played a few snaps, been a backup, and almost maybe gone higher in the NFL draft by just coming out for the draft and being and a saying, quarterback. I, I'll play. Well, no, I'll, I'll be, I'm willing to switch to wide receiver yeah. next level because well, then you don't even have the. You know, you could say, and, and you know, devil's advocate say, oh well, he doesn't have the. You, 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 with this now, but switching this early now, you have this, the sample size. Potential is yeah. worth more than sample size. You're right I mean, about both that. that You're both spot sports on about that. Football, the basketball, and even well. even from a potential, you saw what he did his first three years at quarterback and did pretty well when he was in. He uh, was considered yeah. a top ten, a, a first round pick, possibly. Now I'm not saying he would have. People been. had him as Heisman candidates preseason and it never yeah. really worked out. But he could also just be a quarterback that said, you know, he has an interest in moving to wide receiver and then go the Mark Sanchez route. Where he could get drafted and just say, "Hey, the person in front of me was better, but they're going to be really good. They might be the number one pick." Yeah. Uh, but you get me on your team, and you can 
maybe sneak his way into a back end role for 15 years. We sailed this. Don't be surprised. Bryce Miller may not be playing quarterback at some point before the season's over. That's true, too. I mean, yeah, not, you know, not barring injury to J.D. Barrett or, to, to Barrett or that's a good Jones point or that possible. I, that I didn't really consider. Just maybe Jones comes out and, and sucks and Barrett doesn't do the job and they just say, okay, Miller, come back to – well, the quarterback. If I was Braxton Miller, I'd be so steamed. I'd be like, seriously, you should maybe learn all these stupid routes, and now I've got to go well, back. Well, it can't and- hurt to know it, and also it does put you good grace with not only the coaching staff, but maybe even, like I guess we talk about in terms of future next level position where you, you, you've now shown, hey, I can take going for the team. I'm willing to do it. That's something I yeah. Ward. I remember I mentioned Heinz Ward as an example of someone that was successful in their switch. He switched back to quarterback at one point at Georgia before going back to wide receiver to finish his career. So, I mean, that was obviously something good to help them being a third-round draft pick by the Steelers. Now, all we know about Braxton Miller is he's a terrific athlete, fast. But if you were an Ohio State wide receiver, let's say you were in the five deep, because, you know, most good offenses will rotate at least five wide receivers. Especially in Ohio State, they probably got guys that probably were more like stars. That, yeah. But how would you be feeling if you were one of those top six or seven guys? And now you know Braxton Miller switching over. Are you thinking to yourself, oh, my be, playing time? I'd be, be a little done. worried maybe, but I, I'd, I'd be like, okay, I guess time, I, I'm not having stepped up my game enough. I guess I'd do it now. I think about Braxton. he's going to have an edge over even the guys. That, I mean, he's not going to have an edge over who their probably top two receivers are, which are drawing a blank in my mind. I don't know. I know they. I think they didn't they have a Vaughn or something like that last year or something. I think and they were pretty was, loaded. But they were, throughout. yeah, they were. And they were a lot of speedsters as well. So, I mean, if I'm one of those guys that's probably was, you know, a slot or slash fourth or fifth on that depth chart last year, I'm thinking if I don't step it up now, I'm probably looking at special teams for the rest of my Ohio State career. Well, I wouldn't be too worried because for Ohio State, these guys are four or five-star receivers, most likely maybe a few three-stars as well. Uh, and you're playing at Ohio State. You've been trained at Ohio State. You've been playing with that program all your life. I would be thinking to myself, oh, this quarterback thinks he's going to be able to come and step in and – and take my spot. He's got another thing coming. I mean, you're, you're like a you know, Devin Smith is a wide receiver. That Devin Smith. I, think, I don't know why I was Vaughn, but Devin Michael Smith Thomas, is one of those Jalen Marshall, a few of those names. I don't know why Vaughn was in my head. I don't know why. I'm thinking it's my part from a couple years ago. But I mean, Ohio State. When I mean, you say there are probably three, you know, four stars. I mean, yeah, but you know, four star recruits to Ohio State are like you know, a cute girl to Justin Bieber. I mean, they, they're so common. He's just can throw them away with no. Well, no, no. no I'm saying from their. Life. I'm saying from their standpoint. I'm saying I wouldn't be worried if I were one of those wide receivers. Got to be thinking to myself, I'm good enough to play at Ohio State. They didn't recruit Rex Miller to come play wide receiver here. His last three years, he hasn't been training to be wide receiver. I wouldn't be worried if I was one of those wide receivers. It would be if he's the first day of practice. He comes up there and runs a slant route and looks crisp and doing it. Yeah. Well, and he catches it I, over the middle. I'd be really worried. I'll believe it when I see it. But sometimes freak athletes can play any position. Randall Cobb, I think he could end up having an okay career playing quarterback at UK. Yeah, quarterback. He wouldn't be in the NFL. No, he's no, not, small, no. But, but I, I think he could have. Well, oh, it's because of his numbers. mobility. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he was a very upper level version of the, the was the guy with the uh, Winston there you had a couple years ago. He was a little better arm than him, but similar athlete. Winston, Winston guy, Winston. Or, oh, I was gonna okay. Winslow, okay. sorry. I was like, whoa, who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but no, I think, and then Cobb. I think when the only time UK has ever beaten Bobby Petrino, I think Cobb played a lot of quarterback or some quarterback in that game against. That was Arkansas. the Arkansas game, yeah. yeah. Is when he was wearing Dickie Lyons number. Um, anyways, we're going to head to commercial break here on fourteen fifty. The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back live from Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. She's a third generation show cat. Her father was in Meet the Parents. 
Needless to say, she's very, very expensive. How much? $7,000. For a cat? I could get you a kid for that. Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. We're back here, 1450. There's the Douglas Fade I'm used to. The short uh, Yeah, the, the, the short, short Fade. I guess Douglas uh, prefers ACDC over uh, Curtis Mayfield. I guess what it is. Must be. He's not a Curtis Mayfield fan. Had a few Who doesn't like Superfly? You know, when Renshaw got married, he came down the aisle to Superfly. I didn't know that. Yes, he did. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. And not, not all that surprising, to be honest. <laughs> a few texts into the show, there's only one certainty in this world, and that's that all Barretts are winners from Clavy 116. <laughs> Therefore, JT Parrott is a guaranteed starter. And also, he wanted you to know that Terrell, Power, Terrell Pryor was drafted in the third round of the supplemental draft. Well, still third round. No, it's not. Well, the, they, the Raiders have to forego a third-round pick in the upcoming draft yeah, to use that. Yeah, it's not the same. So, therefore, it's, it's they, the they use a third-round pick on it. It's not the same. I mean, if someone wanted to use – if they thought he was worth more in terms of second round or first round, someone would have had to forego their pick, so they're using their pick. It's not. He's just pointing out he wanted <laughs> our listeners to know. It's okay. Tomato, tomato. That's okay. Same thing. Uh, anyways, before we, we – Actually, I'll, I'll I'll say that I'll say that for the for the later segment. But I, just talking football, even though we're talking Ohio State, and more so, I was just talking about the idea of switching positions. It's really really itching for fall. <laughs> I mean, I think we're forty three days away. Yep, fantasy and, football and, will be here before you know it as well. Well, let's let's do a, a fantasy football topic. Okay, we'll do it short. This is one of our short segments. We'll keep it. I, I, I'm not going to make this about me or my teams. Obviously, I'm, I have a, a dilemma to with my keepers because they are terrible, and I've got some tight ends that maybe would be worth keeping in Greg Olson and Julius Thomas. But let's just have this be our fantasy football topic of the day. <laughs> keepers, oh my god! Not both of them, but one of them I will be kept. And yeah, it's bad. I know yeah, either it way, it's not good. I know it is. Go on. I know it is. Uh, again, I, I risked it all to make the playoffs. Needless to say, when you're drafting this year. I think the tight end position is incredibly deep, and unless you can get Gronk or Jimmy Graham, you might as well wait for a very, very long time. I agree with that one hundred percent. I said the same thing last year as well. I mean, but, you can get you get a guy a guy like a Greg Olson you mentioned in a later round. It, it, it obviously depends on your scoring. If you're in a, if you're in a full point PPR, maybe you'll see some of the second tier tight ends. And Julius Thomas, I think, even drops a little bit more in my mind with the move to Jacksonville uh, than he did last year with being a Peyton. But you can; those guys may move up a little sooner than in your garage league type drafts. But they shouldn't move up too much. Usually, you you can get a tight end probably around the eighth or ninth round. And probably well, generally, I what you should do when you're drafting is you shouldn't draft. Well, this is going to sound sound silly, but you shouldn't necessarily just draft your team. You should draft against other teams. So if you realize that there aren't that many good quarterbacks left on the board because so many other teams have taken good quarterbacks. Either you need to make the decision if you're going to take a stab at a quarterback or figure, okay, I'm just going to sacrifice this position, get somebody that I hope I can roll the dice with and be okay with. So you need to do that with every position. And with tight end, that's one of those positions where I don't think you need to start panicking if you see people starting to take tight ends a little early in the fourth round, per se. The kicker floodgate rule is what kind you're of, saying. Along, kind of, along the, those the lines. Defense floodgate, which, by the way, I still stand by yeah. I will never kick her defense before the last three or four rounds of any draft. I've, I, last year I did the – I just am not going to draft a kicker or defense 
and I'll just pick whatever defense has a good matchup. And it worked really well. Just pick whatever defense was playing the Browns last year yeah, until, yeah, right. until towards the end. You can, sometimes you can go by the flyer week-to-week type thing. It works, too. That, that's what on, I do. What kind of league you're in, if you're in a bigger league like the camp of SC, which you, you uh, think uh, you've made – statements that you're going to step up to the big boy, the big boys play in that league. Uh, you can't do that kind of thing with the defense because you can get hurt by having a bad defense in that league. So assuming that you're playing in a 12-person league, you the first three tight the first two tight ends, are, and I don't think anybody's going to hoard tight ends in your league, but the first two would be Gronk and Jimmy Graham. Once they're gone, yeah. I'm telling you to be patient because, listen, uh, you could – I'm looking at – I don't know what – this is CBS's fantasy football rankings. They're all the same. It doesn't really necessarily matter. But their ninth or, or tenth tight end is Jason Witten. If you got Jason Witten, you'd say, okay, I'm all right at tight end. And there's a lot of guys that can, you can you can stretch for. Uh, Zach Ertz in Philadelphia has been kind of a, a, a kind of an up-and-coming uh, sleeper pick, a trendy sleeper pick. He had a really kind of not a breakout year at the end of the year, but look really showed his – Showed signs last year, and you would think if they continue to develop, we'll have a much better year this year. Um, the guy out of Detroit, uh, Eric Ebron, the, the rookie last year, the top ten pick uh, with the uh, Detroit Lions, he obviously struggled up and down last year. Showed the potential, though, and you always know they're going to run a wide-open offense where he could be possibly more involved. Uh, the rookie last year, Jason Morrow, yeah. that name rings a bell. I picked him in my, my keeper league among the last, dra- last pick of the draft. Uh, and worked out well for me, and he's he's going to probably get a little more playing time next year. Now, obviously, the situation in New York is going to be a little different because you know you have Geno Smith at quarterback. He did target Chase a lot last year, a little bit near the end, but so you got to take it with a grain of salt with that type of position. But these are some of the guys you can probably get. I mean, you're talking, I'm talking 10, 11, 12 rounds. At which point, where you're tied in, you're you're kind of going boomer bust with these tight ends. But anything not, after the top not three, even necessarily. Boomer well, in terms bust. of consistency, you're not going to get the consistent play you would at your top two. But I I agree with you 100 percent to kind of go back to to your original point. After the top two, really, and maybe even three ish, the drop off is so huge that you you're better off going with a possible you know knockout punch haymaker type guy that can may only give you five or six really awesome weeks and a couple. Decent ones, three yeah. catches, fifty yards here and there, in between later in the rounds, and just stack up your rest of your talent. Well, I I agree, but I, I do think a lot of these tight ends, maybe the top ten or eleven, are going to just be consistent. I don't. Everybody's point settings are are different, but going to be your consistent anywhere from twelve to fifteen points, which is really what you can ask for. I mean, and it's almost all you can ask for out of a tight end. And a tight end really determines also if you're in a PPR. That's a huge thing about tight ends because. I, for example, I'm just they should. I agree, especially. But even if it's a half point PPR, you should be. I'm for example, I'm just looking at the depth charts currently in the AFC East. Four tight ends off the bat: Charles Clay and Buffalo. Awesome PPR guy. Not not going to do anything else for you. If you're not PPR, he's totally worthless. Probably a free agent. But <laughs> a PPR league, he's going to catch a lot of passes out of that H back slash tight end no. position. And Matt Castle, let's be honest, is not going to throw the ball deep very often, so no. he's going to be targeted a lot more. Jordan Cameron in, in Miami. Tannehill looked a lot better last year at the end of the season. You have weapons like Devontae Parker now there. They added Kenny Stills over the, in terms of a deep threat from New Orleans. guy like, uh, of course, Greg Jennings, the veteran. Jordan Cameron showed he can play, make big plays the year before. Had injuries last year, a lot of question marks with the quarterback at Buffalo. He's a guy that could, you could get very late and probably maybe be, again, like I said, kind of a lottery pick-like tight end, which a lot of these guys are. And yeah. then, of course, Jason Morrow, and then you have Gronkowski. 
Yeah. But those are four capable tight ends that you can get very late other than Gronkowski that could be a steady starter for you year in, week in and week out if you're in a PPR league. Now I'll say this. I'm telling you, and I think we're both saying, to be patient <clears throat> on tight ends. Oh, great, yeah. But I don't even well, go – don't go be that guy that takes Gronk first round either. Don't be that dude. Well, my one of one of my but I, I said I wasn't going to bring it back around to me, but I am. One of my buddies is having a tough time. Who he needs to keep between Arian Foster and Gronk? He can keep. I mean, either way, I think you're in a decent position. Between those two, yeah. Oh, you keep Foster. You do. You keep. Foster. He's got Jamal Charles too. Uh, you keep Foster still. So you're saying keep Charles and Foster? Yeah, keep. Is it a full point PPR anyway? It's a PPR. I still keep Foster. Yeah, it, it'll be an entry. It is hard to let Gronk go. I, I don't know where he drafts. I could but you, if you can either a redraft Gronk. If necessary, with your first round pick, yeah, I don't know if you lose it. I don't know how you're. No, we, it's, there's no losing. There's okay, so then you can redraft Gronk to first round pick, or you can draft one of the another tight end of capability. If you don't say you, you know, you decide to let not keep Olsen, you can draft a guy like Olsen or well, one of the many other guys that we mentioned, you know, previous in in, in the previous parts of this conversation. That I mean, was going to be my closing yeah. thought on this: is if you're feeling saucy, I think Greg Olsen going to have a big tight end here. He, like did, he did last year. He's he's probably out. I mean, outside of I, I was going to try to see if I could spin it to say that he's a he had a very quiet, impactful year. Yeah, last he, year. he's just a guy that is going to catch passes. He's not going to be a huge touchdown threat. Although they're talking about using him more in the red zone, which is exciting for somebody that, like me that might has to might have to keep him. But I think if you're feeling saucy, he might be a, a guy worth keeping. He's just another example. Of, like I said, he's going to he's going to guy that's going to going to give you a really a, probably a good or above average game. Maybe six times, eight times max in a year. So there's, you're not going to get that consistency you would get out of your most of your wide receivers or running backs that are one or twos in the league that you would tight end outside of your top two or three guys. And last year, and with Julius Thomas, who I thought was third last year, going to Jacksonville now, he, now the gap is I had you, even I, farther I could down. keep Julius Thomas. And if he just went almost anywhere besides Jacksonville, I'd say, all right, I'm going to keep him because he's going to score two I would, I would actually go Olsen. I, you know, I wouldn't say that with, with between those two. I would say Olsen right now. But, yeah, but if, if Julius Thomas went somewhere like – I know this I don't know if he'd really gone like Cincinnati. If he'd I gone to you know the Colts, you'd say, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one yeah. I would I would Or Green Bay, more. who kind of needs to tie it in. Uh, but anyways, we're going to head to commercial break live here at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Sheep and Ram. last year. Did that you? worked out well. Yeah, I couldn't imagine <laughs> During this break, uh, Salsarita's got a taco bar. I know Trevor's been eyeing it. I'm out. And it's got chicken, beef, rice, beans, salsa. Uh, Salsarita has two locations. That One is pretty close to here, and we did a, a on-site. Yeah, you we ate did the pepper. A, yeah, we did the pepper. I need to go back there. They've got one at North Hubbard's Lane and then close to Oxmoor Chrysler, where we are today in Middletown. On Shelbyville Road, it's uh, it's great. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't get as much pub as some of these other places, and that's not right because it's probably better than those other oh, places. Oh, they got so. some, some awesome chips up there with to go with that salsa as well. Yeah, so I, I know what we're going to do during this break. Yeah, add four minutes to it so I can go grub. <laughs> we're going to be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz for a relatively new segment when we come back. I'll see you soon here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. WXPW Jefferson. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker, presented by Allen Electric. I am king of forwards. It's how I like to do business. Everybody joking around. We're like friends. I am Chandler and Joey, and uh, Pam is Rachel, and Dwight is Kramer. The woman was a dream I had, though rather hard to keep. We're back here. One final segment. 
beautiful, beautiful Friday here in Louisville. It's been a great weather week all week. And we are obviously at Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. If you drive by, give a honk. Let me know that you're that you're listening. Uh, they, if you drive by, you're also going to see some really cool cars that will make you jealous, make you want to have them. They've got a 2015 Jeep Wrangler Sport 4x4 uh, that you can get cheaper than you'll find anywhere else, at, starting at uh, 23.9 here, which uh, pretty pretty good deal for a 2015 brand new. Brand new, it's nice. It's, it is nice. They've got over 100 Jeeps available. The one they've got sitting out front, uh, they've got several sitting out front. Pretty much any color you could you could wish or hope for. Uh, also, they've got uh, Trevor. This seems like something you may be a little more interested. In. They've got uh, 2014 Dodge Caravan starting at 18. Uh, Are you saying I'm a minivan person already? Are yeah. you saying I need to be in like a... They only have seven available minivan? left. Okay. And and uh, you're not going to beat that price. For, the, for, for 2014, that seats likely, you know, I'm not a car salesman, but I would guess probably seven or eight. You only play one on TV. Just, yeah, I only play one. <laughs> I've, have you, ever, you ever driven a minivan, TJ? I have driven a minivan. You, you like the minivan experience? I I like driving all sorts of cars. You'll drive anything as long as that's four wheels and a, exactly. and a radio in it. I'm not picky about cars, but after kind of seeing the selection they have here, I think maybe I need to start being a little picky. I, I, well, they had to be moved my my car to the back so it could be seen from the, uh, the street. Did they, they really were, make you move you know, <laughs> It was scaring away business. They were like, wow, the place must have closed. And they got that they got that thing out front. Yeah. It, was, no. it, looked, it looks like the ugly duckling amongst these nice-looking Jeep out here. I've never actually driven a Jeep. What if they let me test drive one just to say I to to pop my Jeep cherry. I think they probably know that you're not a serious buyer. and they You don't you. know that. Well, you'd have to... Look at me. I'm looking smooth, have decked to, out. Okay, well, you better hope they don't hear you. I'm wearing, I'm, wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing shoes, not flip-flops today. I mean, I shaved, unlike you. You've got, like, the Joe Dirt look going on. It's not a Joe Dirt look. That's it's Joe very Dirtish. classy. That's Joe Dirtish, very classy. It's you got right. gaps in there. That's Joe Dirtish. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dugan, thumbs up or down? He's got gaps. He's, Dugan likes it. He's he's it. No, he's shaking his head that he likes it. Shaking his head that he likes uh, it. Oh, well, it teaches the This is why I don't ever come to the studio. Uh, all right, so this is, uh, uh, this is I'm bringing back an old segment that we used to do on Fridays. And, okay, and, and, so it's not and, new, it's old. And, no, and I'm blending it in with something new. Okay. So I'm kind of mixing it together. So at the five o'clock hour on Fridays, we're going to do five for five. Okay. At five. All right. And it's also going to be your part of this is I going am. to be fact or fiction. Remember fact or fiction? I Fridays? do remember. Yes. Okay. So you're going to be trying. I'm going to be saying just five facts for me. They're not actually facts. Spoiler alert! But they're my opinions, and you can tell me if you agree with them, or you can say if they're fiction or not. I got you. Got it. I got you. All right. The first one is, is not, Disagree. It, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be sports related. And if you don't know, if you don't have an opinion on it, you better then, ask somebody. Then you you know, don't don't feel obligated to to just say I don't know. I don't have. Paradise Lost on HBO is a phenomenal documentary that everybody should watch. Uh I don't know, but you know what? I'm gonna trust and say fact because A you normally, for the most part, have good taste in shows, and B, HBO normally has good taste in putting shows out, except for John from Cincinnati, which was awful. Dugan, do you know what Paradise Lost is? Not familiar with it. Uh, it it's it, The original documentary aired in maybe 1996 or 1995, okay. and HBO did it back then. And I mean, it's just HBO just has a history of doing awesome stuff. 
That's why I went but back it, without blindly saying it was. It was basically covering the trial of three kids were brutally murdered in Arkansas back in 1992 or 1993. Okay. I don't know. Does that ring a bell for you? Do you remember that at all? No. And they basically arrested these three teenagers in, in the West Memphis Three. The West Memphis Three. Yes. Okay. Nugent's now caught yeah. up. It's okay. So do you do you remember that at all? That it all happened? I'll, I'll hand it over to Nugent. He's got better memory. The West Memphis Three is what they were what they were known by. What I remember about the West Memphis Three is my boy Eddie Better and all that he did to free to help get get these guys because uh, you're right they were accused of the awful crime. Yes. They actually spent time in jail, like six years. And uh, Pearl Jam and Eddie Better would play for, uh, uh, fundraisers for their legal fund to help get them out. It was, it's a crazy story. It, it is a crazy story, and so basically they did this documentary, the first one, and then. It, the documentary got so much support of people saying, whoa, this is crazy. Because basically they arrested these guys because they wore black clothing. One was a Wiccan, and they assumed that that meant that he worshipped the devil. That does not mean that. And they arrested them just basically because they were outcasts and different sort of people, and they just had to pin this murder. I mean, these kids were brutally, brutally murdered. I mean, body parts were missing, and it was uh, really, really bad what happened to them. So they had to basically put somebody away and they just picked these three kids and the whole argument and the the court case against them there was no evidence and they still were able to put them away one got the death penalty uh, and then so they got so much support and like you're talking about people saw them they just were outraged so they made another one where they were going to do a, another appeal hearing and then they made another they made a th there's three total i'm not going to spoil anything that happens on them but you do remember this everything that happened in the mid to it started in the early 90s and then dragged out mid-90s and then nothing was really resolved till, till the late 90s. I, I do remember, and I think I've seen one of the three documentaries. It's been, it's been a little while. but And they, uh, put, they listened to Metallica music, so that, they also thought that that was devil-worshipping. Devil so it's just crazy. Crazy it's, stuff. It, it's crazy when you think about justice and, 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 when, and when it can go wrong and, and how terrible it can be. I know. I can't just, imagine. And this is, these were... Six or 17, 18-year-old kids that had five or six years, even more, of their life just taken away from them, and there's nothing that anybody could do about it. So it, it is unfortunate. I'm glad that you, you picked up on it. Trevor, you've got some homework for this weekend. <laughs> their lives will never be the same. That, that's for sure. And to think how backward a town must be oh, to, no. pin it, to pin it on those and eventually, because of what they listened to yeah, and what they wore. There, exactly. there was no physical evidence. And eventually just it got was to kind a of point. on the cusp of the whole uh, DNA yes. right before yeah. all that kind yeah. of took off. And you learn all about that in the documentary. And it, it basically just got to a point where even when it just seemed crazy to even consider these guys as the guilty parties, the police, and uh, and I guess uh, the people that were trying to convict them were just stubborn to the point where they were like, no, we can't go back. They were too far deep to say that they had possibly made a mistake. And it's really an unfortunate uh, story, but one that I think everybody should watch. So that was that was fact number one. Dude, I appreciate you hopping up. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> so, fact number two, we'll bring it back to the to the world of sports. Jamal, well, you can do that real quick. Is it as good as the serial podcast? It's it's not as good as the serial podcast for me, but I also have one episode left of Paradise Lost. And but I took your advice close. on that, and that was pretty good. It's close. It's better than the Jinx. Did you watch the Jinx? I did not. That's uh, that was really. You should watch that. That was really good too. They're all great, but if I had to prior prioritize them and rank them uh, i put cereal first that, that, that was awesome uh, but so number two jamal murray will lead canada to a gold medal this weekend 
Uh, I say fiction. Wow. Um, for one, I don't know. I'm not really convinced that Canada, it's a fact that Canada will win the gold medal. Uh, two, I don't think it's a fact that if they do, he's later led by Jamal Murray, if they do do it. And three, mostly I have been very impressed with just the highlights of what I've seen from Brazil, plus the game I watched last night. I don't know if Canada can beat that team. Interesting. That team is very, I mean, while they, again, may not be the most athletic team compared to even America or the American team or Canadian team, uh, they're a very smart team like most uh, the some of the, the Brazilian or some of the, foreign, the overseas teams are. Uh, they do have a nice blend of not just, as we've called, men playing against boys. The guard that they got off yesterday was is 26 years old, so he's yeah. not. He's still a lot older than 18, obviously, or 21, 22, whatever it may be. Uh, so I, I, they've got to be somewhat my favorite today. They, they right now are the favorite in my eyes. So I'm gonna say fiction. And number, uh, you, you should watch Jamal Murray again. Plays USA tonight, six o'clock. Uh, in Team Canada, it should be actually a pretty. We'll be on the match. ESPN three again. I don't know. I, I would think that would maybe get a pump up to. Well, even if it's on ESPN, ESPN, it'll be on ESPN three. Well, right? it'll be on ESPN three regardless. I would think All that right. it would likely get a bump up to ESPNU or, or one of those. And if I was at home, I could just check right now. Well, either I, way, I, I'll be doing. I'll be out here from six to seven with uh, Nick Coffee, so I will probably won't be able to watch it live. But if it's on ESPN three, even though I, I wanted to meant to go back and watch last night's game on the replay of their app. Uh, I'll just do that later tonight, which against the USA game, I probably will. And this will be the time to watch Jamal Murray when he's actually playing against great good, great to good competition, uh, really see what he's made of. Number three for five for five at five Friday. As we're, five. At, and we're at And we're at 517, actually. Uh, but football needs an early signing period or something along those lines. Ooh. College football needs an early signing period or something along those lines. I was, well, I'm going to, again, this is kind of like the Paradise City thing. I'm going to say fact and agree with you only because your knowledge of recruiting is far superior than mine. I don't follow recruit. No, it is. You don't have to just say recruiting. Well, just recruiting in general because I don't follow recruiting. I mean, I, you bet you best getting a, probably a, a legitimate answer for me involving dieting better, you, better than recruiting with me. So if that's, well, but I mean, think about it. Opinion, you, you, you see how you. many people decommit in football. You see how National Signing Day is so crazy. Well, football is so many these... players. You have the gray shirt scandal yes. stuff where I know Gino got tagged with being such an evil person for doing that gray shirt thing while every college in America does it and just didn't get publicized like his did and didn't get the, the stigma for it because he already has that kind of stigma following him, so to speak, in Louisville. So uh, maybe I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how early the signing period is currently now. I mean, when can you sign? You can only sign on National Signing Day, and that's February. The, you can't uh, sign any other the time. First week of February. You can sign after that, but you can't sign prior to that until February. The first week of February, whatever day it falls on, it's that Tuesday or Wednesday. You can't sign until then of your senior year, and that's the only time you can sign as a football player. Basketball has early signing period, late signing period. Every other sport does it that way. As long as it doesn't make fax machines less relevant, because it's the only thing keeping fax machines alive anyway is signing day, then I'm, I'm, I'm good for it. But if it's going to take away even more fax machines, then, then I don't want to do that to the poor companies that manufacture those. One of my buddies, Sean, said that you, you should be able to sign, and a lot of people have said this. I've spoken about this on the air. Once it's your senior year or once your junior year comes to an end, you should be able to sign. If somebody says they give you a scholarship or they're offering you a scholarship, Trevor, they should be able to literally hand you a paper 
And if you sign that paper, you are committed to that school. I mean, you should and, do it as a freshman or sophomore if you want to. Now, I think no, that's, I don't think I don't think you should. I, I think it should be when you're a senior. That that way, you've been re being recruited for three years now. You know the ins and outs. You know the programs. You can let a freshman do it. He could be have a binding agreement to a school when he made when he was 13 years old. That's not right. Well, the school needs to be stay. You can't. You got to punch the school though for trying to get out of it too, though. But the guy ends up not being better than they thought he was going to be. In the well, school then the school's going to do that, and it's going to be really unfortunate. It, that, that school so, should So then you get, you get the messiness of that. So I'm just saying, yeah, when it's your I senior understand. year, a scholarship has to be – it has to go from just being this abstract offer that we talked about when Keon Wakefield committed to Louisville to an actual thing that you put down in front of somebody. You say, we're not BSing you. You can commit and sign right now, and we'd love to have you. And then their recruitment ends just like that. And if they want to open things up, I guess you'd have to figure out something where there'd be maybe some loopholes or something would have to change. Uh, but I, I think let it work like a letter of intent and let them do it right then and there. I, I think that's important that they should do that. Uh, fact number four here on this Friday is the three players on Arkansas who were arrested for trying to pass counterfeit money should be kicked off the team. Yes, fact. Yes, if you're stupid enough to try to do that, you have no business being in college anyway. The three players, Anton Beard, Ja'Cory Williams, Dustin Thomas, I'm saying all of them should be gone as Nick yes. Coffey comes into the house. Yeah, there's, there's that. Listen, if you're done enough to try to, to try to use counterfeit money in this day and age, then you Exactly. Should, Who thinks you, they can get away with you, it? You shouldn't. I mean, I mean, you shouldn't even be – I'd be amazed that you even passed a college course class. To be honest with you, uh, I'd really be surprised. They were trying to buy tobacco with $50 and $100 bills. I mean, it's just... <laughs> straight tobacco? Yeah, straight tobacco. Yeah, who I mean, at least Marshall Henderson, when he did it, he was trying to buy illegal drugs. I would imagine maybe he's I mean, buying... At least he was maybe they're, to... they're probably just buying tobacco so they can dump it out for... Yeah, I can. Yeah, I know what uh, you're they, you know, to we don't say, have yeah. to. We don't get too far into yeah. it there. Well, then if that's the case, you can go buy his local, you know... Uh, shops that uh, smoke shops and get what they call a marble container, you know, and then use that instead. I mean, that's yeah, that's stupid. Dustin yeah, Thomas got transfer from Peace. Colorado. The other two guys combined well, to, go back to, to average ten points, and maybe he just yeah, yeah, maybe he just needs to get back to. Colorado. Wouldn't have to worry about counterfeit bills there. Yeah. Uh, but goodbye. So Peace. okay, so number here's the fun part for Factor Fiction Five for Friday. You get the fifth one, and I I play the the factor fiction. Role. Oh lord! See now you so put the, me the on fifth, the spot. The fifth fact this Friday it. comes from Trevor, and this is what we're gonna do. Okay, well, just I make a statement. Make a statement that you know is kind of on your mind, topical. Doesn't necessarily have to be about sports. Uh, can be. It doesn't have to be about sports, but it can be. You no, know, you can make it UK UVL. We could. Um. Oh man, you just caught me completely off guard with this. I got things. You can talk. Until you're blue in the face, and you just, I never go blue in the face. All right, well, I'll, I'll do this rest. one, and next Friday, <laughs> next next Friday, you take control. Again. Fact or fiction? If it was big enough, I could pull off the shirt Nick Coffee's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, yeah, because I said if it fit now, great. I'm not pulling that one off. I'm not getting. If I was getting it on, it would never come off. Only if only <laughs> if it was Easter. Only if it was Easter. Uh, unfortunately, no one can see uh, the shirt. Yeah, Nick pulls it off. He's worn this shirt. I've seen him wear this shirt before. He can pull off the plaid. I can't pull off plaid. 
I'm it's too big for that. It's colorful. Yeah. No, it looks big good. guys have to have either have to have to go solid. You can't you can't you can't go stripes or any kind of and decoration with a big guy. No, no, it shows off. What about Paul Bunyan? Did he wear flats? Yeah, but Paul Bunyan was so big anyway. You weren't gonna talk trash to his face anyway. You were gonna make fun of his clothing. Yeah, he had a giant ox with him for God's sakes. So since that one didn't count, I'll do one. Okay. Space Jam Two with LeBron, if that actually does happen, would be pretty good. Uh, fiction. Fiction. Would, and first of all, after seeing him in Trainwreck, I'm convinced that he could that he could act enough, and again, it could be entertaining. Again, our opinions on Trainwreck differ now, but that, not drastically. No, not drastically. And I, I think I, I said it was a seven or eight. You said it was a six or seven. Yeah, five and a half, six. But yeah, and, and LeBron's role in the movie was. I thought he played it well. I love the, uh, the the making fun of himself for the the, the, the things that he was doing. <laughs> But uh, also, I thought it was a little overkill. I thought they could have cut a couple of his last scenes out because it was getting kind of stale at one point. But no, I, I, I say fiction not because of his way of performing in movies, but because I just don't want to see the sequel. I mean, the movie itself now, me and Dick have discussed this in the last couple of days. Well, it be generational. It is generational because that movie was not my stop. I've never even seen Space Jam all the way through. What? Well, keep in mind, when that came out in 96, you were six years old. I was 16. I wasn't so? watching Space Jam. Okay, I wasn't so? watching Disney stuff. I was too busy trying to. I was watching R-rated movies. I'm and watching surprised that stuff. even in your college years, you maybe didn't get maybe a little messed up. On top of that, I don't like Jordan. Like no, if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna watch like Wizard of Oz and seek it up with Dark Side of the Moon. Or does that know, work? Or watch Big Boy the Wall. Does that actually work? I know you've tried it. At the state of mind, I was in anything would have worked. Yeah. You, could, you could have put the Bee Gees staying alive album on. It would probably matched up in some way. I've actually been with a group of people sober. They they were not, and they did it when I was sober. And there was like two or three coincidences, and when those things happen, everybody freaks out. They are the the, the, the seat. There's a song, and uh, when it goes to color for the first time, it yeah. opens the door. It's right when the in the, in the uh, song run, it starts hitting a very mel the melody of the song almost matches perfectly with the, the shock of color hitting you. Uh, there's a scene when she's uh, in black and white, when she's balancing herself. How I remember this in state of mind, I was in when I watched. It, I don't know, but uh, there's a scene when she's balancing herself in front of the hogs, and you can hear the animals actually literally in the background uh, that are used on the album itself. So there are little things that are more likely coincidences than anything else. But uh, no, back to the original point. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to. For the most part of anything, it's another example of today's media just taking. Things that if maybe if not maybe me but your generation shares to the child literally crapping all over them. and Transformers, you know GI Joe. I mean the, the, today the movie Pixels comes out. That movie looks like total bird dude. And which one? Pixels. I remember. And it's basically well anything last ten years Adam Sandler's done bird dude. Well, but it's another example of today's Hollywood attempting to try to reach into the heartstrings of nostalgia of a younger generation, whether it be your age or mine. And hoping to get people to come out and see it because they have no other original ideas in their own brain. Who do you think should be the the, the playing for the monsters that lose their talent uh, on this new one? Monsters were well. That was the last one. I forget. I forget exactly who it was. But what what good player? Who are the the monsters? Oh, you mean the, the players like Barkley and Bogues? Yeah. Random. Uh, Sean Bradley. Yeah. Sean Bradley was like a, I guess Larry, Bradley was in Larry it for height. Uh, maybe uh, Roy Hibbert at seven two could be in it. I could see him being here. He plays like a stiff monster. He anyway. definitely would have Blake Griffin in it. Uh, Blake Griffin comes to mind. How he's all over. Which TV. makes me not want to watch the movie even more. And then uh, bring in Anthony uh, Davis. Yeah. Carmel Anthony yeah. maybe. Yeah, you'd have it'd be it'd be people along those lines. All right. Yeah. What do you think the first Factor Fiction Fact Friday at five? 
Uh, other than the fact, two things, I had no idea what to, 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 to give opinions. You were a little uh, you, you, <laughs> It wasn't necessarily pertaining to you, but and next Friday, you took me, me a nice little curveball at the end. So, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I was okay with it. Uh, UK, I meant to get to this earlier. UK football luncheon was earlier today. A few things that jumped out. Uh, not a lot. Stoops is obviously happy with the, the future of the offensive line. I mean, they come up and like, our line sucks. They've, they've, got, they've got one of the, the three highest ranked recruits, or three of the uh, out of schools with offensive line commits. They're ranked three in the country with offensive linemen. So that's impressive. Uh, also, they had Maurice Claret come talk to the team. The former Ohio State running back came and shared his story. Uh, Stoops talked about that. Stoops recruited him to Miami back when he was a recruit and went against him in that 2003 national championship game. That's pretty cool to have Maurice Claret on campus. Yeah. I bet yeah. most of these players remember who he was or at least have heard of him. I would like to think so. I don't know. I mean, it has been 15 years. It has been. 13 years. I was watching the uh, – I mean, I still remember like it was yesterday. I was watching a little bit of that 30 on 30, the Youngstown boys, uh, 30 on 30 they did. Uh, ESPN has been running like a, doc, like a 30 for 30 marathon last couple of days. and. Uh, they were showing the highlights of his first game when he broke out. I still, I mean, I can remember where I was when he played Texas Tech in that day. I was at a, uh, doing a fantasy football draft at a, at a restaurant, the last one I did at a public restaurant because it was awful. And uh, yeah, it was the same day that Valley Station played in the uh, the tournament, yeah. the Little League tournament. So I just, I, I don't know, I just remember that, that day that sticks out vividly in my mind. And uh, to see, it was just it was a story you're not going to hear. I mean, it ended up. Being such a, an ugly tragedy of a story because of the way it kind of concluded, but uh, it's always going to be in, in 30 years. We'll probably more people are going to remember Maurice Crud as that amazing freshman that led Ohio State to you know a national championship upset, whether there was a flag thrown or not. Argumentative. I mean, people forget he had that play against Sean Taylor, the late Sean Taylor, yep. picked it off and was ready to take it back for a touchdown. He did a an Antonio Langham circa '92 in, in, in uh, Alabama versus Miami as, as well. Where he takes the ball from him and saves a touchdown, and get a field goal out of him. So, it's I think he's still relevant to the to back to your original point. I think he's still relevant. I think it's cool that they they brought him in. Uh, another point from the football luncheon is that there was some tension between him and Vince Merrow when he was considering that Michigan position, uh, which I'm glad he's being honest. Stoops. Yes, uh, I'm glad he's being honest because why wouldn't there be? You know, this is kind of your ace in the hole to a, to an extent in recruiting, and he could be going to not a rival of Kentucky, but a recruiting rival. Because if you get him in Michigan to recruit Ohio, then Kentucky is just they're in trouble. So I, I'm glad he was on. I'm glad he was honest when he answered that. Uh, you would assume it was honesty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, there had to be tension. There's no way. It, oh yeah, it, I mean, you know. Uh, if it's if it's at the point though where you can't even deny it, I mean you have to at least accept yeah. it and be like, oh, yeah, there was a little tension. You're obviously not going to be completely honest. But. Uh, another note, uh, and this I meant to talk about this earlier when we were talking about the early commitment. He names uh, Thomas the starter. Or about when we when I said that they should have a early signing period or something along those lines for football is Jordan Griffin, who is a, a very good cornerback that is committed to Kentucky. He recently got offered by Auburn. And, you know that's a big deal for a guy that's from the South to get offered by a program like Auburn. Auburn. Hey, you, uh, as little fans know exactly where you're coming it, from on that. We just it, took one. It, it seems like, oh, no, you know, he's going to stay solid because you can decommit just like that. It means nothing to anybody anymore. Uh, said that he's shutting down his recruitment and solid to Kentucky. So that's good news for UK. Uh, and that's another one of those really long, big cornerbacks that Mark Stoops love. I think he's 6'3 or along those lines. Uh, you're he's, prototypical. He's really, you know, really right. a, a talented player. We're out of time for today. And uh, it was a fun show. I want to thank everybody out here at Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge, Chief, and Ram for having me. 
Uh, this is it's as classy as it gets out here. It's nice. It is nice. And then we got another on location. Tuesday we'll be on at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, just Buffalo not far Wild from Wings. here in yeah. Minnesota. All my neighborhood, which is just now, fantastic. You can wear that shirt again because it's going to be a, a Western uh, Kentucky uh, theme going on. Western is it? Kentucky be there. Mm -hmm. uh, we might be able to have an opportunity, but I'll talk to you again a little bit later on. But All right. I hope we maybe have an opportunity to maybe even talk to Coach Brom. Uh, Sounds well. good. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. Uh, so we'll, be, Coach Jeff we'll be back on Monday. I've got the Sanex golf scramble. Well, I'm not scramble early in the morning, uh, but uh, we'll be back in time. Got invited to the alumni scramble. I know, and paid for it for me, which is crazy. I'm not that cool. Uh, we'll be back then. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Nick Coffee coming up next. Listen to him. He's, he's great. We'll see you then.